So hi, Rob, it's really great having you with us. Thank you for joining us. Oh uh, yeah, great to be here. Delighted to be here today, sharing. Loving it. Uh, should we read the scripture to start? Have you got the scripture? Yeah, well, this that? is definitely a theme. So if you want to pinpoint in your Bibles, Romans 8, 28, and it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And I think definitely as um, Rob's testimony and as we speak with each other today, I think that scripture is definitely going to be coming alive, isn't it? Yeah, so this is our talk. It's our body of proof. It's our testimony. It's everything rolled into one today. So Rob, thanks so much for being with us. I've pretty much known you my whole life. Yeah. Like literally my whole life I've known of you and um, we're just so excited that you and Chrissy have been part of the church family for over a year right how you guys yeah. have been doing this over a year now well I don't I don't know if you realize but it's almost a year to the day since I spoke the first time just the week after Easter last year so and it, and I'm going to refer to that a little bit in this uh, in, right. in our conversation so it's quite a, quite a, it's almost an anniversary for me, really. You've been on an incredible journey. Um, it brought you to Com Church. It, um, you and um, your family, you've got three kids. and um, Grown-up children now. They're all grown up. Um, why don't you share a little bit about the, your life, about who you are, where you've come from. You're an Elim minister in your own right. Um, share a little bit about your story and how you ended up coming and being part of the Com Church family in this last season. Sure, sure. Well, um, Chris and I have been married um, 33 years this year in, in September, 33 years, and it's absolutely flown by. Um, it, it's just, um, people always say it, but time just seems to go quicker and quicker and quicker, and particularly when you have children, because your time's no longer your own. Well, my children are now... Uh, Charlie's 30 in June, Nathan's uh, tw 20 in May, and Hannah's 27 in October. So <clears throat> my kids are um, pretty much grown up. Whether they're all adults yet, I'm not sure. But <laughs> that, are any of us? <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. Um, but they're all, they're all grown up, and, and uh, Hannah and Nathan still live at home, so it's, we just, it's just lovely, and uh, we love them all so much. Um, so how we ended up at Com Church? Well, it, it's, a, it's a long and difficult story uh, for us as a family. Uh, we experienced a really, really, probably what I would say is the hardest time of my 55 years. Um, about two years ago, really, really tough time, and um, we'd, we'd served for many years <clears throat> and felt called to be um, pastors. We, we'd done various roles within the life of the local church, and um, our time, our, our previous church came to an end, and we were left at this that point of just wondering, God, what is going on? really it is probably the and just confused about everything uh really confused about everything but we know you guys and um we needed some time out and you, you've been so kind to us and you've allowed us time out um 
and and you've allowed us to serve in what small ways we've been able to over over this time and, and given me the privilege of being able to speak at church and to lead some communion and lead a bit of prayers and uh, and to, to do a little bit of pastoral work so you've been very kind and you were from day one you were very welcoming and, and um it means so much um to us that that we could actually go to somewhere familiar with people we knew and still be anonymous to the vast majority so it was a really um it was a really difficult time but you know at the same time this last two years has been a massive massive learning experience um in so many so many different ways and um, it's remarkable rob i think it's remarkable that like I mean, the privilege of your ministry and you preaching and speaking was all ours. I mean, yeah. I mean, the privilege it, that that privilege was us, and it was just remarkable that despite what was going on, despite the fact that times were tough and dark, you still knew at that moment that hey, there's a ministry for my life, and you said yes when when asked and encouraged. Hey, pick up some ministry, and that's that testament to you, my friend, because not 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 many. Um, not many would do that and I think that's a remarkable thing to do particularly if if you're feeling low or in, in a low time to still recognize that no I've got a ministry and a purpose to encourage yeah. others and and that spoke for itself while you were doing it I'm glad that you came and it's, it's encouraging for us that ministries you know ministers do have tough times but they need a place to go and sit and recover and recuperate and drink and um, it's been our privilege to do yeah. that yeah. And we've loved the church, you know, we've, we've loved it. There's so many, uh, so many gifts in the church, but we've just so enjoyed the worship and, and, and um, the giftings and the heart with which it's all been done. I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to spend quite a lot of time with you guys personally, both at the church, but also many weeks in your own house. You you spend, you, <laughs> yeah, he's been in every single toilet. If you're watching this, <laughs> like, Rob has re renovated our house. He's done every single toilet in our house. And um, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's the, so, uh, the bad and the ugly yeah. of the room. Mostly, mostly <laughs> yeah. the ugly. <laughs> and had to do some things with toilets that no man should ever have to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that's all been such a privilege and such a blessing to me and my family. And, and just to actually, you know, being a pastor myself, I, I, I have some insight into the kind of things you go through. And, you know, I've seen you at the, in the front of the church and I've seen you in your sloppies at home you know <laughs> in, amidst all the mess and the plaster and the dust and so you know uh, and you've really impressed me uh, and as has everybody but just your, your heart for the church and for the people and the way you encourage people um, in their giftings is, is a real testament to yourself so you know I hope you feel encouraged by <laughs> that and proud of that thank you for that Rob tell us kind of what have been those go-to scriptures in those low moments on this journey or perhaps the worship that you've turned to or just share something whenever I've come and you've even done stuff at the church and whenever I've come into you've done the bathrooms there as well it seems to be your ministry um, like you've always got worship music playing in, yeah. in in there around you and just what's seen you through what got you through I think um when you don't know what your purpose is anymore i i think some somehow you just have to hang on in there you know because that's completely how i felt i i, I 
I didn't know what my purpose was. My whole world had been turned upside down, uh, not just mine, but my whole family. And you seriously have a question. And, and, and I, I've got to be honest, I haven't questioned my faith in God. You know, my faith has never been in question, never. But God, what are you doing? That has certainly been questioned many, many, many times. And uh, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons in that. But I think I've, when, when I've had the opportunity, I, I've just chucked the music on. I've got that little Bose speaker uh, in your house, at the church, wherever. I put it on and I just put Spotify on and I play Bethel music or Elevation Worship or or some of the other well-known um, <clears throat> Maverick City worship. And I, I just put it on. So if anybody's listening and you don't know what worship to listen to, just type some of those in on Spotify and just listen to it. And, and so much of it is current. Uh, and you guys at the church are using this worship music. So if both don't know where it comes from, some of that stuff, you guys are using it. And so it's familiar to me because I, I just put it on. And sometimes I'm not even listening to the words. Um, sometimes in a moment when I don't know anybody's there, I'm caught singing, <coughs> singing along and Julian are walking and saying, sing it, Rob. <laughs> what I mentioned earlier about this being like an anniversary of, of the, when I spoke, one of the scriptures that um, I turned to was that scripture in Exodus when, when Moses didn't want to go back to the um to egypt he didn't want to go back into his past um, to where he'd come from and and he he was resisting god and god said to him and this this verse stood out to me and god said to him what's that in your hands and this was at a point where i i had no idea what i was going to be doing i was exploring different opportunities and uh, working in hospices and all those kind of um, things, hospitals, hospices as, as chaplaincy. <clears throat> and then, of course, COVID struck, which just put a stop to all of that. But when I read that scripture, it's like I felt God saying to me, Rob, what, what's in your hands? What, and it was like, what can I do, God? What, what can I do to sustain my family through this time? And I'm not. I don't want to be arrogant, but I'm fairly good at doing practical things. And, and so I can turn my hand to almost anything practical. And so I started, um, I started using the gifts that God had put in me, the practical gifts, you know, putting up fences, laying patios, doing tilings, doing far too many bathrooms. Um, I was trained as an electrician many years ago, so I can still do a bit of electrics. And... What I've proved, or what we've proved, me and Chris together over this last, um, certainly over the last year, <clears throat> is that God has been faithful to us. God has been faithful. He said, and it's kind of like a, a waiting time for us. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and it was a waiting time. So God, what am I going to do in the in-between? God has sustained us every step of the way. Every step. Even when we don't know where we're going, He's been there and he's provided. And I read a scripture the other week that was really stood out to me again. And it comes from Psalm 139. I'm just going to read it to you. And most of you will know this. And it says, um, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. 
before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. And this verse really stood out. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. And for me, you know, people say, there's this, this phrase, isn't there? You've made your bed, you can lie in it. Uh, and I, that, that struck me that even for whatever reason why I found myself in these debts or, or our family, um, whether it was my own fault, whether it was somebody else's, whatever the reason is, wherever I am, wherever I find myself, God doesn't say you made your bed lying there. He says, when you're in the depths, I am there. And it, and it really struck me, that, you know, God's not condemning anybody. He's not saying you're in the depths tough. He's saying, I'm there in the depths with you. So if anybody's going through a tough time, which I'm sure there are today and um, in these this year, um, you might feel in the depths, you might feel really down, but God is a prayer away. If you're in the heavens, he's a prayer away. And if you're in the depths, he's a prayer away. Man, and so, that's amazing. My next question was, what would you say to encourage someone that's going through through that? That's a, that's a really amazing thing that encourages them. You know, our circumstances often for, force us to focus on what we're going through yeah. rather than what God's calling us to. And, and like, I suppose our encouragement to people would be, and, and from watching you, we've learned this, that um, you've never taken, no matter how tough it's been, you haven't taken your eyes off the God that is calling you to something else. And this story is about to hot up and, and is about to take a next step with you. And we're really excited about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, is there anything else you would say? Is there any other encouragement you'd say to someone else that's in that low moment? Perhaps they're feeling like, do you know what? I'm about to give up. This yeah. is... I think, this is I, I think to trust God that he, he's got your best interests at heart even though you can't see where you're going. That's really tough because you saw me and just, just a few weeks ago, at probably my lowest point in the last year. Um, I, I was, uh, and so did your mum, Helena. She, she saw me at, at virtually my lowest point because I, I thought I was going somewhere. Um, and it turned, I, in that day, I had a conversation with, with, with somebody about this particular role, which we'll go on to talk about in a minute. And um, I was totally, I mean, I was 100% convinced it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I, you saw me, didn't you? You know, I, as it happens, I couldn't get any lower because I was on the floor, laying the floor in the ladies' toilets at the church. But I was at my lowest point. And that's not because, I mean, you you've experienced my my work i enjoy what i do I'm, i i like it I, I like to feel i'm good at it um i do it as if i'm doing it in my own home so i, I enjoy it but the thought of having to continue doing that just put me on this downward path because i was convinced i was totally convinced that um it wasn't going to happen and I, I liken it a bit um to you, you remember that 
iconic phrase in the World Cup in 1966 when I can't remember what the commentator's name is, but he says, yeah, you're too young, Sarah, I know. But the commentator says they think it's all over. It is now. Pretty much everybody knows that. I was at the point where I thought it was all over. And I can look back on it now and, and just hear God saying, it's not yet. It's not yet. They think it's all over, but it's not yet. And I would encourage anybody listening today, no matter how old you are, how young you are, no matter how desperate or down you feel, you think it's all over. But God said it's not yet. You know, Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness being a shepherd, and he probably got used to being a shepherd in the wilderness. But God said, I've got something else for you. So I, I want to encourage people to think, God, I might only have a few years left, however old you might be. You might be really old, but you might think, I've only got a few years left. But God can still take you at whatever age you are at, whatever stage of life you're at, he can still use you. Uh, and so take that phrase. It's, it's not yet over. It's not yet over. So that would be my, my, my encouragement today. Is don't believe it's all over. Yeah, that's great, Rob. And what I love, though, um, is that you didn't take yourself out of the game. That's the thing. You, you stayed there. And something that really struck us while you were working in our house is that, yes, you were working there to do your skilled work. But I remember, I mean, we had so many other people coming in in the house as well and doing their different jobs. And I mean, I think you like completely gave the gospel to the guy that fit the fire, prayed with him. And, and I know that you've had some conversations with Elliot and you had some conversation, you know, we've had some great, you were such a great encouragement to us during that time. And that's the thing, I think just maybe because the pulpit at that season wasn't there for you every week, it didn't stop you reaching out like your purpose and God's plan for your life was still there. The audience was just different, but yeah. actually we just could see that that is your heart to care for people, to shepherd people, to share the love of Jesus with, pe with people yeah. didn't stop just because maybe it had changed and it didn't look like it did. It didn't stop in you. And I think that's really important is that you didn't take yourself out of the game, that you still were following God's passion, yeah. that overflow of that love that you have, the Lord still spilled out wherever you were and that was a massive testament I think to you know your Thank love you. and, and and just pursuing God's plan and I mean I bet it felt like the longest two years of your life but you know God did already have this plan and and on that day when you were so low I was like no I'm just convinced that you've got it and I was like I was ready to ring them if you didn't get it I was like are you kidding <laughs> like he's perfect for this job and I was just so convinced that you were absolutely going to get it because you were perfect for it and you know and I, we were so happy mm. but anyway we don't and nobody no, knows what it is no, yet they don't. Today, so question so. four like tell us about your new opportunity what are we going to have the excitement of launching you into what's coming next why don't we share it with people because what, this story doesn't conclude no that low. no so what's coming next actually tomorrow as in monday <laughs> is what's coming so um <clears throat> about just over a year ago maybe 14 15 months ago i, I attended a chaplaincy conference uh, put on by nigel tween and his team that the helium chaplaincy team and um this is in that time when I'm trying to work out where I'm going and what I'm doing and, and stuff like this. And um, I heard um, 
the, the former chaplain general of the British Army, he came along and he spoke. And I, I, just something within me thought, wow, I'd love to do that. And then I looked into it and I thought, I'm too old. You know, I'm, I'm 55 now. I was 54 then. I thought, there's no way I'm too old. Because I looked that night, I looked it up online and the ages were like, the army was 54 and so anyway so the next day um I, I wrote it off i just thought so i couldn't get in the navy i couldn't get in the raf and i couldn't get in the army and um <clears throat> i thought that was it so anyway the next day i had a chance to chat with uh, this chap jonathan woodhouse and he said I, I, um i think it's actually 56. so i said oh wow so i I, I made an application to the army and I've got to be honest, COVID has just made this so long. I mean, it must be 14 months in, in getting through this application progress uh, process. So I, um, numerous, numerous interviews, um, uh, I, I had to go on, on uh, what they call an officer selection board which I did um, January, um, it, it was tough. I mean, it was really tough, but enjoyable. I also had to get a medical waiver because I, I, my hands, I struggle a bit with my hands with um, carpal tunnel and trigger finger. Now you'd think trigger finger would be a benefit in the army, but <laughs> trigger finger isn't a benefit in the army. Um, <clears throat> but so to be honest, uh, I, I said to Chris, this would be a miracle if I get in to the army, just because of a, a, few, a few things and because of my medical and because of my age and various things. So um, <clears throat> we went through that process. And then that, that day that I'm talking about when I was really low was the day after the selection board, the officer selection board. And I had a phone call in the morning, I had a chat with a chat. And I was just totally convinced it wasn't going to happen. So um, I came home, I said to Chris, Chris, it's not gonna happen. You know, we need to think about longer term again and what, what we're gonna do. Anyway, I had a phone call that night at seven o'clock to say, you've got in. I, I mean, you could have knocked me over with a feather, honestly. <laughs> I, was, I was totally, totally shocked. Um, but I, I know that God called me to, to be a pastor and whether that's in a church or in a chaplaincy role or, or whatever, really. Um, <clears throat> even though I enjoyed doing the physical stuff, I was deeply frustrated because it's not really my calling, you know. And so um, I, yeah, I got the role. I, 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 um, I passed the interviews, I, I passed the selection board. And so I, I start tomorrow. I, I go for three weeks, yes, um, I go for three weeks chaplaincy training, then I have three weeks in my, the regiment to which I've been assigned, which is the one signals, and, and I have to go to Staffordshire, but they're actually moving over the summer, so I've not even joined the army and I've moved house once, um, so we, we've been moved uh, down towards Salisbury area, and um, yeah, it's it's been a a roller coaster. Um, it, it's, but to me and Chris, it is, it is a miracle. It's perfect timing for us, but we we are grateful to God. But also, 
we see it as such a massive evangelistic opportunity. What a mission field, Rob. What a mission field. Think about what you're... Just talk a bit about who you're going to be talking to and ministering to from now on. Well, I mean, from being a pastor in a church to speaking to people that are predominantly Christian, say, every week, um, probably 95% of people that come to church are or are seeking to be then ministering to a group of young young men and young women predominantly sort of in the sort of early late late teens early 20s obviously it goes higher than that up to 30s and officers can be older but predominantly a younger age group and predominantly uh unchurched people so um it's really exciting um it's a real mission field one of the things that um nigel told me was that he was chatting to a, a chaplain from uh, at that at that conference a military chaplain and um she told him that she baptized about 28 soldiers in the last six months wow and you just think god yeah. wow Easy. you know it's, so i believe the, the opportunities are there um we're looking forward to the challenge it will be a massive challenge i've got to wear a cassock at times which I have to wear a collar. I mean, I've never worn this this gear before, so it's going to be a big challenge. <laughs> but we're up for it. You know, we're up for that challenge, and we're looking forward to it. But I think, in terms of the church, um, knowing that you guys are really behind us as we go, knowing that um, you're there and and we'll be praying for us, and we'll be keeping you up to date with what's going on, and we will be home, you know, at different times and popping in and visiting and, and coming to share with you guys as often as we can but knowing knowing that there's a church sending us and that's totally behind us is just is is invaluable you know because we don't want to be on we can't be on our own in this ministry you know it's a massive ministry so we and rob we're a hundred percent behind this new venture um it's going to be an amazing privilege to have someone supporting our armed forces that we're sending out part of the family yeah. And um, we're really excited about it. So, like, I know that um, many people that are part of the Com Church family, whether you're the online church family right now, if you, there's got to be things that you can commit to do to support Rob and Chrissy as we go forward. You certainly in prayer. I know that's the big. You want to feel like you've got prayer support. We're gonna, as a church, we're gonna be um, supporting you. We're probably able to help financially and different ways that we can come behind you and help as a church. Um, but we're at, I mean, what an amazing story. Like, it's like a big turnaround. Yeah. And um, it's yeah. so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And that's that That means the world to us, you know, just, um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, humbled that you guys are so keen to be behind us, you know. Um, and <laughs> I know Nigel is, um, Nigel's been such a champion for me as well over this last year and actually it's Nigel's fault because Nigel said you'd be brilliant at that Rob why don't you go for it and, mm, you know right. so we can blame him if it all goes wrong no it's not going to go wrong <laughs> but yeah. um yes thank you and and I'll certainly be keeping you guys up to date and we need to work out how we we, we keep you up to date and also you know I want to be using some of your worship music I, I want to be taking we're a team we're a team yeah but, so there's so many opportunities and so many um we're right there with you and we're super excited about it thing that speaks to me about your story rob probably the most and 
having been at your side for this whole time, I've never got the air from you that you thought this is something that I can do in my own strength. You've never felt like, yeah. like I've got all the resources to do this. It's actually quite the opposite is no. true. I think you'd, you'd say to people, gosh, I don't actually feel worthy to do any of this stuff. I'm scared, and then, man. And then you find yourself in the position of having it now. Um, just speak into that for one minute and then we're going to pray for people that have been spoken to by your story. It's a scary step. But, you know, my sister wrote me a scripture the other day and she said, if God calls you, God will resource you. And I've, I've clung on to that in whatever ministry, to be honest, that I, I've been involved with. But um, this is really out of my comfort zone. You know, I'm pretty, I like to have a go at most things and I'm up, up for all the, the training and the sleeping in ditches and all of that. Hey, that's, that's fun. But uh, being a chaplain in that environment, well, but you know what? I love working with young people. We've done it for 20 years. So the majority of my young people, then I'm sure we'll, we'll get on like house on fire. And um, I think just, for me just step into it and don't shy away from it and, and give it all I've got and, and say God actually you know whatever God does it will be a miracle <laughs> so it's a miracle I'm there and whatever happens will be a miracle as well so in his strength but read that scripture one more time read yeah, it one more time so Romans 8 28 and it says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose so true. So Rob, you've been called according to his purpose. We're going to pray for you right now. Then I'm going to ask you to pray for anyone that's got perhaps feeling low or yeah. isn't quite where you where your story's got to right now. Um, and you can pray for them. Um, so Lord, I just pray for Rob right now. We just thank you for what you've called him to. Lord, we're so excited that he has this turnaround story, but I'm sure that he's learned so much that um, when those lows times comes and there'll be more I'm sure but God he he's able to lean into what his faithful God did for him in the low times that has prepared him for what you're calling him into right now Lord we all receive that story in our hearts today we all learn something from that today we thank you that some time ago with the eye of faith we saw the day where Rob would be able to share this testimony and God you've proven yourself faithful and Lord I pray that you would continue to do so and that this ministry in the army would see many one for your kingdom many lives turned around Lord I pray right now with the eye of faith that we would see healings and people set free from addiction and so many things through this ministry of Rob's and Lord I we thank you that as Com Church we can be a small part of that going forward Lord we just give you all the glory all the honor no man has done this this was by the hand of God. Let you take all the glory in Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you, God, that you are faithful, you are just, you are loving, you care for us. Lord, anybody this morning that's struggling, God, I pray that your presence will be made known to them, even now as we speak to you on their behalf. Lord, if they feel that they're in the depths, Lord, and they feel that they're too far gone, too far away from your hand, well, your word tells us that we cannot flee from your presence. So I pray, Lord, that they would take the courage to open their hearts and their mouths and, and just utter a prayer in desperation to you, Lord, and that you would, you would answer them and you would reach out into their situations, Lord, and that, that we would see many, many similar stories and even greater stories, Lord, 
of people's lives being transformed. God, because you are in the business of transforming lives and we thank you, God. We thank you that it's not over because you say it's not over. So we thank you. We pray your blessing. I pray your blessing upon this church. Lord, that they might reach so many people, that hearts and souls would be turned to Christ over the coming weeks and months and years, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rob. It's been amazing. And as I said, we we still want you to, whenever you are allowed back, <laughs> then you can pop back. And I know Chrissy will be with you most of the time at base, but then you know she'll be between home as well. Thank you everyone for joining us online. I hope you've had a really great morning. I'm sure we'll hand over to us in a minute, <laughs> yeah. which is a bit weird. So back to Sarah and Julian at the church. Hi everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>